right, here we go. This podcast is part of the Batman Universe Podcast Network, hosted by the BatmanUniverse.net. Check out everything related to Batman and the entire Bat family at the BatmanUniverse.net, including news and original content related to comics, movies, television, merchandise, video games, and more. Also, check out some of the other unique podcasts that TBU has to offer. Consider supporting this podcast by becoming a patron on Patreon. Even $1 can go a long way in supporting this content that you enjoy. Look for a link over at thebatmanuniverse.net to offer your support now. And now, on with the show. This is Dan Mora. Just wanted to say hi to the Batman Universe Comic Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Batman Universe Comics Podcast, Season 15, Episode 8. I'm your host, Ian. And konnichiwa, this is Stefu. <laughs> She's back. I'm back. How can you compete with that? So. <laughs> and that was Theo. <laughs> and today we're going to be covering Detective Comics and a bunch of... Uh, Greater Gotham and a bunch of your comments. We actually had a really good discussion this week, so I'm looking forward to it all. But first, a little bit of news. Uh, Night Terror's solicitations released since we last did our episode, and there's a bunch of two-issue miniseries. So for those who have been around since 2015, this is sort of like Convergence, when nearly every series was either replaced or uh, just new series were started with a two-issue miniseries from July to August. This is also sort of similar to Future State, but there's a lot more crossover between the teams that are writing like the books. For example, like Green Lantern um, is going to have the same writer, and Harley Quinn and Catwoman are going to have the same writer. Um, but they're all going to be part of this event. And unlike Future State, there's going to be a main series, which is going to have probably six issues. There's like... No, seven issues. So there's a free comic book day issue. There's like a first blood issue or something. And then there's a four issue miniseries every two weeks. And then there's probably going to be a beta issue. So that's seven issues total. Um, I don't understand why they don't just do one through seven. Do they think they're not going to get more people? Like, I want to know the math on these numbers, please. But uh, let's let's hear what my co-hosts think about these uh, many, many miniseries as long as they're connected to the Batman universe because this is the Batman universe comic podcast. Choo, choo, choo. Um, so I'm not a big fan of horror in general so they all look really gross and upsetting. <laughs> Batman Beyond Neo-Gothic looks good. That's not part of the Nightmare series but, you know, whatever. Uh, I'm surprised that's an ongoing. Yeah, is it? It doesn't say miniseries. It doesn't say one of blank. That's weird. Exactly. I don't know. It's supposed, but I enjoyed... to be, it's supposed to be a follow-up to Neo Year. So exactly. I think, I, think it, I think it is a mini. It would make sense, but it doesn't say it. 
Well, maybe, well, maybe the maybe it's just a reboot to re 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 redo the status quo of the universe. Maybe. Or maybe they're going the route of Marvel and just not announcing it as many and Oh series. man, that would piss me off so much. I hate that strategy. Um, I don't know. Not they're- none of the new stuff looks exciting, and I'm just looking forward to Dark Knights of Steel and uh, Batman Incorporated because it looks like. Batman versus Jonah Hex or something. I myself am here for Angel Breaker. No! I know, right? No! Sure, this lady must have her own miniseries. Mm. I, I, I wonder how they came up with who were each getting one of these minis, because I mean, some of them are just out of nowhere. You, I, I would have never thought they would have wanted to Include just the ton of knob. You could say her and the whole Justice League dark and have all of them together, even though they're on the covers. You know, that's one thing. I don't know. I'm a little, I'm not weirded out, but it's odd that Ravenger's getting her own. Yeah, Apparently, it's tying into the Brave and the Bold story that Edberson is doing. I really like Ravenger, so I'm kind of excited about that. Yeah, no, I is, like her too. Yeah. It is odd. I agree. Um, and then I actually I talked to Tim Seeley about Angel Breaker. He couldn't tell me it was Angel Breaker, but he did let me know that it was a sequel to Nightwing. And we see that because it has Raptor from his Nightwing run. I'm also just really amused that No Shirt Girl from <laughs> Shadow War is getting her own miniseries, even though she was in the worst story of that stupid anthology they did. She was the yeah. best part of that worst story. I mean, yes, but still, that story was so underwhelming. I was like, "Where? why is No Shirt Girl so boring? If she doesn't have a shirt, she doesn't need to be interesting. I needed her to have more interest, okay? That's, that's a female, and she gets it. There you go, Steph. <laughs> I, I wanted more. Um, I'm actually really excited about uh, Detective Comics, which is written by Dan Waters, and he's the guy who did the Azrael miniseries, which I really, really liked. And so, and but, plus, it's about Jim Gordon and Barbara Gordon, and they're fighting like a possessed version of the Bat Robot. So, for a super heavy fan like me, this is like heaven. But didn't he do a few other tech backups, the Batman backups that were just terrible? I'm trying to. I want to say they. Were, I want to say they were. He did detective. the Arkham Asylum City series. I don't think he did backups. Maybe he did. I think he did because I think I remember reviewing it when I was on tech. Oh really? I think so. Oh, I don't remember that at all. Let me take a look. All right, let's see. What's what's your comics? Oh, he did an Aquaman story. Oh, he did Urban Legend. Oh, but that would be the Azrael story because that was one of that started in Urban, one of the only good things in Urban Legends. Don't rest in peace. Go away. I don't want you back at all. Okay, so he does have. Okay, he did. Oh, he that's did, he, weird. He did one in Wait, did he do one? He did one in Detective. Yeah, it looks like he did. He did the detail, a backup about. Oh, he did the backup about Man, uh, Man Bat. Bat. Oh, where Man Bat died, yeah. and then he just Aww. came right back to life in the Test Force. Test Force. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't like. I definitely didn't love those backups, but I wasn't mad about them. 
Oh, that's what that boy's name is. It's Sorrow. That's so weird. Who? The boy? Yeah. No, the boy's it, name is Sorrow. I thought you said that's what they just call him. I mean, we I don't, don't have anything else to call him unless you want to... I kept calling him Jim Gordon's boy, which sounds super bad. I just kept calling him Nero. <laughs> <laughs> he should be. He should be. Um, any other things you're, you're interested... Oh, um, the Batgirls creative team is writing the Nightwing um, issue, and the Batgirls are going to appear... In the Nightwing um, Night Terrors miniseries. Okay. So I am actually excited about that. As you know, I am an enjoyer of that series. Just from the cover, the Joker one looks interesting. Because it's like, what would Joker hate? He would hate being a normie. And that would be an interesting concept, maybe? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Possibly? Never. Possibly. Except that Zdarsky's doing that in his Batman story. Is he? Oh, yeah. I get. Yeah, I mean, red mask is yeah, the Joker. That's not a. That's not a normie. That's just a different. But he's weirdo. not the Joker. I will give it to him. Interpretations of normal. Even though I'm not, I'm not excited or interested in everything. The covers for some of these stories look. And I'm not just talking about the midnight covers, which are probably the best for all of them. Those are great. But those midnight covers are great. But just some of the covers are so nice. I mean, some of them look like homage covers as well. What kind of covers? Homage covers, where you you know they give homage to another cover from the past. Oh, homage! I get, it, I get. It. Homage, homage, okay. homage. Yeah, yeah. My favorite homage is when they do that Justice League International thing where all the guys crossing their arms and looking up with a sassy expression on their face. That's my favorite cover because guy is front and center. Yeah, baby. Uh, there's so many there's so many uh, homages to that one. That was kind of funny. Um, Doesn't compare to yeah. uh, the homages for uh, to Spider-Man. God, they're everywhere. Now, but here's here's a question. We're all talking about like the miniseries. Are any of us actually interested in the main series? I am. I am wondering if I could get through the main series without reading any of these, because there's just there's going to be some I literally will not pick up. The Catwoman one is offensively horrible looking. Like that is. Well, it's Teeny Howard, so I don't really expect it to be anything but terrible. <sighs> It's like tentacle porn. It's so. Oh, gross. I remember that now. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta Somebody find it again. Somebody was reading too much hentai. <laughs> no, I don't read it. That's why I know not to avoid it. Man, no, 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 no. I'm that... talking about the people who. who oh, the that. people who did it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. The the poison ivy ones are scary, pretty. The Harley one. No, the the, 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 I, the ivy. One where they all look yeah, like Willow Wilson's. Oh, I thought Harvey that one. was the I thought that was the um Harley one. No, the Harvey, the Harley ones are uh, are further down. Why the hell is the snake biting on Selena's lip? It's so messed up. I mean, how would I know any of these things? Are they calling her a snake in the grass or something? And why is she dancing with the <laughs> snake in the grass? Oh yeah, I don't. It. it I it, like the Harley ones. Those at least look. Like a nightmare and not disgusting. I don't like. I don't like the Catwoman ones. No, I don't like. You know. 
The Zatanna one freaks me out. Well, the Midnight Zatanna one, because she's holding her own head, and that just kind of freaks me out. <laughs> it's like, uh... I have not even seen Wizard of Oz 1. What? Yeah, it's not. It's yeah, yeah. I read the books. I read, like, seven of the books, and I quite like them, but, like, I just didn't feel the need to see the movie, especially since the comic series by Scotty Young is so good. Uh, so but we are we are way off of anything Batman yeah. related. I apologize. Uh, so, the, the, um, any last thoughts on the, Night the Midnight covers are wonderful. That's all I'm gonna say. The Midnight covers are the bomb, and it's nice. They that are the bomb. Dot com. <laughs> it's nice that Dustin Wynn is doing most, if not all, of them. It's like twenty covers. He's like a machine. Yeah, because he yeah he he did the one for Joker, but I thought I, th- I thought I thought one he wasn't doing. No, like really? I thought all. he was doing all the midnight. Yeah, I think he's doing all the midnight covers. Yeah, that'll be great. Anyone who collects all those midnight covers, yeah, my hat's off to you. Those aren't incentive covers, are they? No, well, they're not listed as incentive. Usually no. they have to say if they're incentive, so yeah, I think no, they're just, just open to order. Yeah, they just That is know, kind of tempting. How do you know which one's a midnight cover? Is it just It's are all they listed in order? Yes, yeah, the ones that are just black and red. It's the black and red ones. I actually like the. Uh, so right now, I actually like the Nightwing and the uh, Robin one. The Robin one looks really nice. Oh yeah, I forgot about Robin. It's going to be a Tim and Jason team up book, so that'll be kind of fun. Oh, that'll yeah. be fun. Yeah, which is odd because the Midnight cover is just Tim. I would have tried to include Jason. That's just me. That is odd. I don't know. I don't know what goes into uh, the editor's thought process. They're often just like... Often they have to make the cover based on the pitch, so it's the comic isn't done, so they don't really know what it's going to be like. Yeah, if anything, the, the the midnight covers are the best. I can't... If, if, I, if I was to pick up stuff, it would be that. Yeah, I'm definitely picking up. Ooh. As I said, I think I'm going to try and collect about four of these guys because the concepts and the teams look interesting enough for me to, to oh go for it. The Titan one, the Titans one, look awesome. Look at the Titan, the Titans one. Who's doing that? Is that Taylor? No, no, no. The the Midnight cover. Oh, I think I saw that. That was really nice. Yeah. Okay, so we will move on to our review. For Detective Comics number 1071. This is written by Ram V, and we have three artists Stefano Raphael, Ivan Ries, and Eduardo Pensica. Batman radios Oracle as the Orgum Place grand opening starts, saying that what he learned from Talia has accelerated his plans. Nightwing and Cassandra Kane Batgirl flank Bruce, and he sends Dick to Overwatch and Cass underground, going after the reality engine himself. Flashing back to Talia's hidden base last issue, we learn of her connection to the Orgums. Prince Arzen's father was from the desert nomads, and his mother from the cities, and she plotted against his father once Arzen was born, sending him on a fatal mission to retrieve her people's lost city. With his bodyguard, Raz al Ghul instructed to assassinate him. In the present, Arzen's mother Daria meets with her mother in Svastral, in the Orgum Royal Palace. 
The Orgum grandmother has a glowing crystal stuck in her skull, giving her prophetic powers, and she hears her death coming in the shape of Vandal Savage. We flash back to Talia's tale as Arzen's father finds the city, slaughtering its guards, then learning the secret that the city was lost on purpose to prevent its great magical treasure from being used for evil. In the present, Vandal Savage rips the prophecy crystal from the Orgum grandmother's skull, killing her, then leaves, promising to meet the Orgum family in their final battle in Gotham. Talia's tale ends, and she says her father stole the creation of the Lazarus Pits from the Lost City, after killing Arzen's father and betraying Daria, passing the Al Ghul Orgum feud to his daughter. Talia warns Bruce he will need to choose between the monster bat and the human man. In Gotham, Bruce fights the Orgum soldiers in the sewers as Prince Arzen begins the ceremony with the reality engine. So, this is just me being salty. Did the advertisement for the vigil affect this issue at all? No, but that's because I've had my mind on other things for two weeks and I forgot about almost everything related to Batman. So, uh, yeah. No, it was fine. Didn't I, I mean a little bit at the beginning because I was reminded of our discussion and how we're just kind of upset that Batman just seems to be reacting to things and how that hasn't really changed. Um, so it wasn't so much that I was reminded about the vigil; it was just I was reminded about how much I didn't like the last issue for many no. reasons. No, I, I wasn't expecting it to be any type of follow up. I mean, it's not the first time DC has done these. You know, advertisement for other other series that are coming out. You know, I, I still go back to Urban Legends and the Batgirl story that we were all excited to read, only to see that it was an advertisement for a person that wasn't even in the comic series. It was a TV show, so. Mm-hmm. And then that character never showed up again. Oh my goodness, I don't understand almost anything that DC did with her. <laughs> yeah, I I was irritated that Ram V decided to do that. I understand why, but that really belonged in the backup. If he if he really wants to launch the vigil off of Detective Comics, he should have arranged with editorial to have the backup be the vigil story and put the Mr. Freeze story on pause or something. Or wait. Yeah. Or tell Seisberger to tell his story in two backups, but that gets into my criticisms of the backup. So we'll save that for a few minutes. Um, I apologize. I do feel slightly overly salty today. But um, what do you think about the fact that we have three artists again? Oh, um, I think they meshed well. Yes. I hardly I hardly noticed. And I think because there's so many ba- uh, flashbacks and stuff, it, it works well. I don't know if I will go that far. I was a little thrown off because it seemed, and maybe it's because the styles are so close, but you know, it, 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 it seemed like one artist who was doing a flashback ended up doing the regular story as well. Uh, you know, so it was enough to see the difference between them even though the styles were similar, but I was not highly a fan 
you know, having two artists is fine, but I mean, if you need three artists, you might as well have an anthology. Yeah, I, um, this is DC's longest running bat book. It's generally selling pretty well. I mean, not like spectacularly, but it sells really well. I don't understand why they wouldn't have the budget to pay one of these artists to do a whole arc. That's my problem. It's not that I dislike any of the artists. I agree completely with Steph that they're all meshing well together, especially I'd say Pansika and Riz are, are meshing really well together. Um, but why, it's a monthly book. We're not double shipping. If you If you need to let an artist get caught up, you clearly have enough artists. Have someone do a fill-in. Have someone do a fill-in issue and just have one arc the whole arc with maybe one fill-in issue. This piecing together artists and these multi-layered narratives. You, you don't need multiple artists to do multi-layered narratives. You could do multi-layered narratives with one artist. I mean, Tom King did that with Clayman, and you might not like Batman Catwoman because of its tr- triple timeline, and I think that it was unnecessary. But you don't need multiple artists for that. I, I'm just really frustrated that DC is not spending the money and taking the time to, to make this book a consistent art team. Even though I like all of the art teams they're putting on it. I, I don't dislike any of them. I just, I think it is, it's baffling. It does not make sense. Well, I wonder, I wonder if it's, if it has any relation to what you and I kind of spoke about last episode where I was speaking with someone who has done some work at DC and the comment that was given to me was that the only way you would get some real work and real money at DC is if you were doing three, four, five projects for them at one time and you know that's you know unless you are on an exclusive contract that's for an artist that's near impossible i mean we and and we complain already about how doing such a thing affected the quality of work joshua williamson did when he was doing so much and is on the verge of doing again but um why, well, hey, Josh Williams, and I like all the projects you're on. I don't want them to suck like they did last time. I wonder if, I wonder if that's coming into play, is in that DC is giving these artists shorter page counts to pay them less. Yeah, I think that is. I mean, because Reese at least is one of the, he's an A-list artist, so I'm sure he commands a strong pay rate. Uh, but this is, as I said, this is Detective Comics. If there's any book that can pay for Ivan Reese, it's Detective Comics. Yeah, there's certain, there are certain books at DC that you should just bite the bullet for. The Trinity and their titles. Well, Wonder Woman be- doesn't sell enough to justify it, but she should. But- She's not selling well. Oh, that sucks. She's never sold well, except at the beginning of Rebirth and at the beginning of the New Fifty Two. She doesn't sell well. well. That sucks. Well, I will still say that the Trinity should be an exception. 
being that they're the Trinity. It feels really odd to me that Batman said at the end of last issue that he wanted to sort of take it slow and do his research and plan his campaign. And now all of a sudden he's like, nope, fight, 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 fight. <laughs> Did that sort of feel jarring to you guys as you read this issue? <sighs> Sigh. It was a little weird, and I didn't quite understand from the story what what uh, uh, it changed his plans. Um, it was just a, yeah, just very confusing. Like I don't, didn't he know about the reality engine before? I felt like he did, but maybe he didn't. Um, it depends on whether you think that Bruce knew about the reality engine in the annual as a time yeah, traveler. Yeah, that's the only thing I could have thought of. You know, it makes me wonder if we had a lot of off-paneling going on. I mean, we have had a lot of off-paneling going on this run. Yeah, because, I don't know. It's just, the whole thing was confusing. I mean, are we going to talk about the elephant in the room later? <laughs> I don't know. It depends uh, on if your elephant, which elephant is the same. Is that? Yeah, the savage elephant. <laughs> oh no, we're, that's a question. Okay. We'll okay. Okay. Well, okay. Well, yeah. well, well, before we get to that elephant, can we talk about my elephant? Well, who's Go your elephant? It. Okay, so my elephant is the whole Bruce Talia thing. Is it me or now, you know, I've been saying from the get go with when Sadowski and, and Rombie were first announced that they were prepping us. For a get together with Bruce and Talia, and it seemed for some reason they didn't pull the rug from under us with Talia basically saying this is why. You and can I never can. be together. Yeah, this is why you and I can't be. Did, did anybody else get that feeling? I don't remember them setting them up to be that way. And, but yeah, it did seem a little weird that she is like hanging around, being all flirty, kissy, kissy face at the beginning. And then. And then she's like, this is why we could never be together. I was like, Talia would never say that. <laughs> Whatever. It's all weird. Damn it. Did you guys read the War World Saga on the Action Comics title? Nope. Nope. So, I've only read pieces of it, and it seems cool. But fundamentally, War World Saga felt like uh, Philip Kennedy Johnson, who's the writer on Action Comics, really wanted to tell a dark fantasy Conan the Barbarian story. And he got Superman instead. So he told the dark fantasy Superman the Barbarian story. This, to me, feels like Rom V wanted to tell a Talia fights the Orgum story, but he got Batman instead. So he's telling a Talia and the Orgums fight, and Batman is there for it. And I'm not saying that these stories can't work and that they're bad stories. I do think that it is there. there is a sense that sometimes writers are either good at or want to do something different than the books they're hired to do. Mm. And I've been saying for quite a while that I think Ram V has chosen the wrong approach, the wrong points of view for this detective comic story. And I think that's partly because he doesn't really want to tell a Batman story. That could be. Yeah. Cause this just really doesn't feel like a Batman story. These aren't things Batman would do. It's just, it's almost like an Arabian night story. You know, you've got your, two rival 
bands of immortal assassins fighting each other across history. Three. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which reminds me, how do you feel about these retcons to Ra's al Ghul's origin story? It feels like we've gotten a ton of those recently. Oh, I don't mind. Well, is it really a retcon? I mean, it feels a little weird that Roz starts as like just a bodyguard to a prince when the last time we saw a flashback, it was in the Robin story. Yeah. And he was like already leading and he had his wife and mother soul. Yeah. And like, it just feels weird to have him start in this subservient position. I was okay with it just because like Roz has lived so long. He's probably done a lot of things. <laughs> that was fine. I was fine with it. I I was not because again, student of history. I I and again, remembering the story we got in Robin, it just it just seems to completely take away from that because it it seems as if at this point in the in in detective what's going on right now is that Roz hasn't got his immortality yet. No, because he steals the secret of the Lazarus pit from the city. Right. And then in the Robin story, he's totally against the Lazarus pit until, you know, and it's actually, uh, mom who, finds you know the Lazarus pit and knows the secrets of it because of the because of the uh because of the the story the about the demon right yeah and I don't know I, I was not crazy about that it it to me it feels like it makes Roz a bit player in someone else's story it feels and this is one of the big criticisms that people talk about when they they use the term Mary Sue and I'm not I both am and I'm not accusing Ram V of making the Orgums into villain Mary Sue's, but it's like this vast mythology and he's making Batman and Batman's villains like side characters in this, his own mythology. And that yeah. doesn't feel right to me. Like Roz stealing the Lazarus pit from someone else's story doesn't feel like Roz to me. Now I need to reread um, birth of the demon, Denny O'Neill's, um, own origin for us. It's been a long time and I don't really remember that story. But it doesn't jive with the character that, you know, Denny O'Neill and oh, Josh Williamson, like in the in the Robin story. Like it does not feel consistent with the way they position Ross. And Chuck Dixon did a lot of good uh Ross stories and you know like detect and detective and legacy and all those things. Like Roz is this titanic figure and reducing him to some bodyguard who steals the secret from someone else and that's how he became Roz. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't sit right with me. It doesn't but I think that's on par with what we're saying about the story is that there's no POV. Like... Yeah, it goes from place to place all the time. Who's, But like not in an organized way. Like lots of yeah. shows and, and stories are done from different point of views and that's fine but we're still following narratives and this is just all over the place wackadoo like we're even talking about there maybe being another bruce who doesn't seem to remember any of this <laughs> who was in the past like 
I don't know. It's a chore. It's <clears throat> truly a chore, and I'm and I'm not enjoying it. I mean, I I am still enjoying the title. I just find myself continually salty about things that could have made it better. Like this is an enjoyable read, but it doesn't feel like a classic read. And I'm worried that it'll become like a keystone of lore. And I'd rather it become more like a side story just because I, I don't like this kind of retcon for us. You know, I just don't like it. All right, let's get to that elephant of the room. Vandal Savage. We're at the end of the second arc of this story. And we have a massive figure from DC Universe history just pumping in, doing a lot of damage, and clearly becoming a major player. How, how does that feel to you? I just am so confused. Like, I barely can hang on to the narrative as it is with the two warring factions and why they were warring and why suddenly this dude is sitting on treasure and this... Why the and then suddenly Randall Savage and I was like I don't understand. Am I stupid? I don't feel stupid. I don't know. It's just so. And then why does the lady have a glowing stone in her head? Why did Uh, Randall take it? What's he been doing with it for three hundred years? Like a glowing stone gives you prophetic powers. So why hasn't Randall been using it for three hundred years or however long it is? No, no. Well, the lady had it. The mom. Yeah, the grandmother had it. Oh, this is present. Is this present? Yeah, oh, this that's another present. thing that this was confusing. Is, is when are things happening? Because, yeah, it is now. So Randall's stealing. Okay, fine. Whatever. It's still confusing. It's, I don't, whatever. Yep. And why are they all There's... living so long? Anyway. <laughs> yeah, they're, we're talking like multiple thousands of years for all of the characters except Batman in this book. It's like ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Is it me or when... Vando took the stone out of mom's head because it's the queen's mother, right? Right. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So when he goes and he takes the stone from mom's head, the queen, is it me or did it look like she started to age really quickly? Or was that just the difference in the artist throughout the book? Well, I, I sort of read that as being he rips it out of yeah. her skull and takes yeah. some of the bone with it, so her no, no, face no, 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 collapses no, no. because the no, skull's no, not, not it together. Not, not the mom, the the queen herself. Oh, the daughter. The, um, it, I didn't notice that. It looked I like, she, and again, maybe maybe it's because of the different styles in the art, but for some reason, when after he takes the stone and he walks up to the queen, she looks really old. I mean, this whole this whole arc has played with age in weird ways, and the multiple artists have not made it easy it's to figure out what's so, going on. It's so clunky. And I'm going to say something else about that when we get to the backup. <laughs> so clunky. I just, it, it, again, I, I hate to say that reading Detective Comics is a struggle, but it is really a struggle sometimes. Yeah. And that's unfortunate. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'd say it's a struggle, but I... This is not going on my top Detective Comics list anytime soon. And I feel like I'm the one who's enjoying this title the most of the three of us. Yeah. Yep. yep. And oh, I think wait, you might we're be not right. rating yet? <laughs> uh, I think you're I right, Theo. Um, because her skin is like super, super smooth. And then suddenly she's I thought she's that was really a mask. Ugly. It could be a mask, but she's got the same markings on her face. Yeah, yeah, that's true. 
I don't know. It's weird. There's a lot of unexplained stuff that happens. And then all of a sudden, it's like she just turns her mom's age. And I think I do remember thinking, wow, all of a sudden she looks older. It is weird. There's a lot of weird stuff going on. Plus, I I think Vandal coming out of nowhere is a very unsettling pacing choice i i don't like it i would i don't see why you couldn't have included a hint of him earlier yeah. or i mean why do you need him considering the organs is well, supposed to be I mean, you would think the organs were the super big bad in all of this but but to be fair we're only a third of the way through the overall story <laughs> so we're almost to the, like the Orgum's endgame, in my opinion, in my read of the story, the Orgums are almost done with their plan. So in order to keep the story going for two more arcs, which I think is roughly what we're looking at, uh. you got to throw like a bomb <laughs> in the mix. Steph, you're not excited for that. Two more arcs. Yep. yep <laughs> at least. At least. Because <laughs> this is Act 1, and usually we're looking at a three-act structure, so... We've got Act Two and Act Three coming up. Bah. Maybe I can go back. To All Japan. right. <laughs> can I? Uh, can I get to the backup, or do we have last thoughts on the main story? The music box is back. They're talking about that song again that I keep forgetting about. Yeah, it's the Reality Engine. No, is it? I no, think so. No, no. The real, the Reality Engine looks different. Oh. Uh... I think it's the reality engine. I don't think I it was know. the reality. Could he, I don't know. I don't know. He because he drops the reality engine, and it's like no, no, no. The music box at the very end when he's playing for Arzen. Was that the I reality know. engine? Hold on. Well, Batman I think has that's it. The reality engine. Batman has it though. He does. Yeah. Oh, maybe only... there's multiple. Wait, 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 wait. I thought. Hmm. No, no. the The box Batman I has stole it from Batman. No, ba- no. The box Batman has is the box that. Yeah, those are two different boxes. I don't think that's the reality engine. The reality, the reality engine is. Hold on. Also, if, if you're looking at the random di- recommendation, oh, everyone should read New Gotham by Greg Rucka because that's how you do a Ra's al Ghul ancient assassins plot with Batman still being the main character. What are you saying, Theo? I don't know. What was I saying? Um, the reality engine. Music boxes. Um, versus music box. Yeah, I don't think that's the reality engine. I think... See, I'm gonna have to go. See, you gonna make me f- go and look for the annual. I don't think that the the music box, <laughs> the mute, but the music box is not the reality engine. The music box, you know, if you go back to the beginning of this overall story, where Maestro is explaining to Batman how this dark music works and that it it has the ability to activate things I'm, I'm i am pretty sure that i am pretty sure that um what's his name has um has the asthma in him as well i'm pretty sure arden has something in him as well that the music well, his face does sort of light up with stripes yeah that the music box 
the dark music activates within him. Could be, could be. Yeah, I don't think that's the reality engine, though. I mean, we'll have to wait to see, because obviously we don't know. But my theory is it's the reality engine, but it could be something else. We will find out. All right. Our backup, Absolute Part 3 of 3, written by Simon Sawyer, uh, art by Casper, I want to say Weingard, but I could be wrong, because there's a J in there. <laughs> Gordon's Lost Boy, also sometimes called Sorrow, helps Dr. Mead free of Mr. Freeze's ice, and she screams behind you as Freeze attacks. As they fight, Dr. Mead gets free and yells at them to stop, holding a grenade to make Freeze stop. She lectures Freeze and kicks him in the fork, but Freeze says the machine isn't for his wife, but for himself to try to make himself more worthy of his wife, then freezes them out of his lab. The boy leads Dr. Mead to the surface as Mr. Freeze finds the convergence of the mystical energies he's been tracing at Arkham. Okay, what do you think of the conclusion? I loved it because she goes off on trees and how stupid he is and how stupid everyone is and how she said to save herself. And I was like, yeah, you go girl. This whole story was stupid. You, you call it out. <laughs> and even when he like justifies himself, it's like, this is, this is you're dumb. You're dumb. You're dumb. <laughs> and him. I love that. She called him dumb. <sighs> He's a narcissist. He's a bleepity bleep narcissist. I just, I don't know. If there, if there is any saving of this story, is that it somehow gives Freeze somewhat of a redemption. He's still, he's still maniacal, despite his claim not to be. You know, to use what Doctor Me as a uh, a guinea pig, but. I don't know, considering how he was given this redemption arc early on in Detective doing Tomasi's run, and he kind of does it again even in this arc when he, Batman, and uh, Wolfman are down down in the sewers under the, under the uh, well, in the, in the sewers of Gotham. You know, this again... You know, he he's only doing what he wants to do because he wants to be better. Again, it's because of the love of his wife. And you got to remember, I'm the person that enjoyed um, Freeze's One Bad Day story as well. So. But he's still doing horrible things. Yep. Villains did it. So, so wait a minute. Did you like this or not? I didn't say I liked it. I just, said, <laughs> I just said it was okay. It's somewhat of a redemption story for Freeze and some rationale for him to do what he did. So I agree with Theo on that part, but I'm going to say this. I hated this story. I hated it <laughs> so much. And if it were just the doctor yelling at Mr. Freeze, I could probably sort of get on board with it. Although I really don't like how just snotty and arrogant she is. But here's the thing. She is a jackass to the boy, and the boy is doing nothing but help her. That's true. That is so ungrateful. That is such a dick move by her. <laughs> and I hate this story because of that. 
I hmm. hate it so much. Hmm. Because what did the boy do? To, he needs deodorant. That's not... You don't get to be a jerk to her, to, to him, because he is probably super old and doesn't know about deodorant. That's ridiculous. Oh, I'm so mad. <laughs> no need to ask how you really feel. <laughs> I might have to degrade my, my rating for this issue. There seems to be hints that Dr. Mead has been de-aged. So she's 40 years old, but like everyone keeps saying, are you really 40? And she looks really young in the art. But I, I don't remember her looking older in the first part of the arc. I don't either. Yeah. And I don't feel like I don't feel like going back and look. Sorry. <laughs> well, that's another thing. I don't I also don't feel like going back to check. But it, it just felt weird. And and the whole thing about Earworm, Earworm was completely dropped. He shows up in one panel and then like not at all. Like what is going on with that? Because Earworm was a asthma demon. I keep saying I, it was my thought that he was an asthma demon that looked like an ice monster only because she was trapped in the ice. But Asmer demons are defeated by ice. True. Maybe he's an evolved Asmer demon. I don't know. And but but remember, Asmer demon. Because remember, that's what led Nero there, and he's going to be Nero until they give him a real name. Mm -hmm. um, but that led that led Nero to the tunnels because he in the end excised that demon from her. So earworm is gone now, in my opinion. Okay. But it just feels like it feels like it's resolved almost off panel land to me. Yeah. I don't know. This hmm. this story, I hate it. I hated it <laughs> so much. I am very angry about it. I agree with you. I'm not as angry as you <laughs> okay so any other thoughts about the backup before we get to our ratings i like the art i did i did like the art yeah it's it's cute it's uh appealing better than the main story sorry yep I said, main story. Uh, <laughs> I said it it's more consistent than the main story take on the editors yeah, maybe that's all it. right out of okay what should i say out of five skull crystals. What do you give Detective oh, Comics gosh. 1071? Uh, with room to adjust as I reread, which I will do someday eventually, two. Wow. Two, two skull crystals. I really want to say that this book was just average, which would denote a two five. But uh, I don't know. I, I don't care. Ian gets his mode. I'm going to give it a two <laughs> as well. Woo I really want to join you in a two, but I rated it three on the website. And so I cannot change that. So oh, yes, you a... can. I did. Yeah, you can. Yes, you, yeah, we, we, we make the rules here. Because <laughs> you can, like, I've come on sometimes with a review ready. And then after talking to you guys, I'm like, no, forget that. This was awesome. Or, no, you know what? This actually was terrible. 
All right, well, I'm doing it. It's a two. This is not a good book. Yeah. I did not. The The backup really dragged it down for me. I think if it were just the main story and maybe just the art for the backup, it would still be a three. But just going through it and realizing just how upset I was, it's a two. I've <laughs> No. No. <laughs> a whole point. There you go, Ian. And we're All unanimous. right, guys. We're unanimous. How about Time that? for Greater Gotham. Wait, no, so the mode is two, and the average oh, yeah. is two, and the overall is two. That's and right. the book and sucks. And I'm sorry, stuff. Ram V. I think you're a very good writer. I think that this is a mismatch between writer and book. I agree. Yeah, yeah. And I think, yeah, yeah. If this was another story, well, I probably wouldn't read it. But oh, yeah. But like, but, let's say that it was like a graphic novel, like The Adventures of the Orgums and the Al Ghouls or something. Or like, not Al Ghouls, so it wouldn't be Batman at all. Like, and we were in the mood for, like, an Arabian Nights-type story. It could be cool. It could be really cool seeing cool. like that. But I think about a large portion of our displeasure is just at Batman's role in this. And so if you took him out of the story, not take him out, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I would be less judgmental and and more open to just reading this as a story. Because it really, he just feels shoehorned in. Is the thing. Yeah, and he takes up a ton of time not doing a whole lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so let me ask this question. As we near what is supposed to be the first act, and it's an honest question, and of course, because there's so much left, there's time to change. But at this point, any regrets on Rambi being a writer? For detective or just in general? Oh, 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 no, strictly for detective. Okay, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I will say I'd rather have this than some of the other people they've put on deck. And that includes Tomasi, as much as I love him. And I think that's, I don't know, that's unfortunate. Because, like, we were so excited about Tomasi, mainly because everyone else sucked. But... <laughs> Because we I just came him. off a of freaking James Robinson. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> like, James I was excited, is, is, and he failed. And then Tamaki was so wonderful. Tamaki was really good. And Rom V was so good on Catwoman, even though that wasn't mm. fully my jam. I still definitely appreciated it more than Teeny Howard. But Again, low yeah. bar, but he was actually really good. I think that, he, that runs really good. He was really good. And, yeah. But the thing is, he clearly wanted to tell a Catwoman story. Like, he had a bunch mm -hmm. of original characters, but it was yeah. still focused around Catwoman. She was the yeah. actor. She was the one who drove the plot. Batman's I not wonder, driving anything. I wonder if Ram V came to editorial or whatever and was like, hey, I have this story idea. And they're like, mm, no, we're not going to do that. It's an original. But you can do it in Batman. Yeah, put in, Batman in there. Yeah, in tech, and then you can do it. It's like, ugh. God, that, that would suck. But then again, that I wouldn't put it past editorial doing that anyway. Because again, it's not poorly. Well, no, that's not true. It's not poorly written. I think it's poorly constructed, and Batman doesn't fit. Yeah, 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 yeah. There, there's a lot of really well done pieces. I just don't mm -hmm. think it coheres into a whole. Yeah, and maybe, maybe he'll surprise us. Maybe he'll do that thing and. It all together, and we'll be like, "Oh!" and our minds will be blown. Yeah, like and I that said, that would be really cool. Yeah, there's room for improvement, but right now, I'm just, I'm, I'm not on board. I am not. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. When it, when it, when it's, when I feel a story 
when I feel a title is a chore to get through, it's I'm not happy. And again, yeah, being being a Batman fan, it 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 saddens me, especially after the greatness we just got off with Tamaki to see the book fall as much as it has, in my opinion, in quality. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the thing is, back when Tamaki was on the book, Detective was one of the first books I would read every every yeah. week. Um, I would just be like, I really want to know. It's, it's really engaging. And here I'm just like, I'll get to it when I have to. And See, I read I it first to just get it over with. <laughs> but again, it's to get it well over with. Yeah. It's like, yeah. mm, that's not what we want. Yeah. Whether you are a first-time TBU Comics podcast listener, a 13-year veteran, or anything in between, we'd love to hear what you think about this episode or any of the comics we discussed. Send emails to tbu at thebatmanuniverse.net. Join our Discord server linked at thebatmanuniverse.net. Send us a tweet at tbu underscore comics. Or, if you're a patron, leave us a comment on our Patreon page. We'd also love it if you left us a review on iTunes. We'd love to read your comments on the next episode of the Batman Universe Comics Podcast. Batman may claim he works alone, but we know that he needs the Bat family. Join the TVU Bat family and let us know what you think. All right. Let's move on to Greater Gotham. Uh, starting with Nightwing number 103. Yeah. Well, I gotta pull up my stuff. Oh, oh, Theo, was it Thumbs was it Jezebel up, Jet? Th- th- was it Jezebel up. Jet that had you so excited? The, the, the rest of the the rest of the the rest of the issue could have totally, absolutely sucked. It is still two thumbs <laughs> way up just because my girl made an appearance. <laughs> Posthumously, she got a mention. She, wait, wait, she, she made why it. is Jezebel Jet your girl? Well, you know, you, you well, you know, I always talk about Jezebel, and he always and, talks about Jezebel, yeah. But why? She's not even a character, she's a plot device, and she's a plot device in this one, and she's a plot, <laughs> and she's a she's the plot device in this one, as she is the <laughs> mother of Blockbuster's daughter. And, and she's dead. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> thumbs up for me too. <laughs> Ian, I, I just I, I don't know. I, I, Ian, uh, I would I I was hoping that you would have taken my hint that you would at least looked at the page. I I actually did read this book. I thought I was having to abstain because I didn't remember. But I'm gonna go neutral because I don't really remember that much. But I do remember reading the Jezebel Jet stuff. Yep. They mentioned Jezebel, oh. and as soon as they did that, I like yeah, big old smile came across my face. I said, Ian has got to know about this one. All right, uh, Batman Superman World's Finest number fourteen. Thumbs up. It was a cute story. I love it. It's only it's only the second part of the story, y'all. In fact, but it's yeah, but you should read it. It's good. Is it connected to anything now? No. Yeah. No. No. It's just. This is everyone being cute, drawn by Dan Mora. <laughs> Dan Mora remains the biggest reason that I would potentially read this book. Potentially, it's which fine. Means, there's, there's potentially. nothing horrible in it. 
Like, there's some books we read that I'm just, like, miserable. And this one is a delight. So this isn't, this isn't, this isn't. This isn't. Uh, Future State Gotham Future so State bad, Gotham. I gotta read no, it. No, no. This is delightful. Oh my but you love that book for no good reason. <laughs> but I acknowledged it was terrible. This is delightful. You should read Batman fair, Superman. Fair. I'm abstaining. I don't know if Theo read this or not. Oh, come on now. Join um, me. Join me. Now, here's a title I don't think you should join me for. Catwoman number 54. Ugh, I lost brain cells reading this. Thumbs down. Correct. This book makes no sense. It's beyond stupid. Why did she it... break out of prison when she has legal precedence for being released? I don't understand. Wait, what? Oh, it's so dumb. Everything in this book makes very little sense or aggressively makes anti-sense. It's thumbs down. I, I didn't understand a thing that happened in this book. I understand sort of like the idea of what she's doing. She's trying to set up her own like League of Thieves. Yeah. But it's so stupid and implausible. Yeah, it's stupid. Until right. until Ian tells me it's safe to read. No, it's not. Nope. It's it. not worth reading. It's not worth reading. Uh, Batgirls number 17. I skimmed it and tried to read it while I was talking to you this, this afternoon or this evening, so I didn't really catch what was going on. It didn't look as silly as the early books, so probably neutral. Uh, I read it somewhat, and I'm going to get Give it a neutral only because of the action from Cass. That's all. <laughs> Other than so that. this continues to be a thumbs up for me. Oh, good. Um, I. It's an odd choice. And actually, if you want more expanded thoughts from me, uh, check out this week's uh, Batgirl to Oracle, because I guest starred in that Ooh. episode with Stella and did my thoughts for like 45 minutes on the, <laughs> the title. 45 minutes. Um, wait, 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 wait. How long How long is this episode? Is it... Is it when they're about two hours long. About two hours? Okay, that's not bad for, for Stella. Yeah. Well, the first half is all about the Stephanie Brown as Robin arc. And then the second half is about Batgirls. And we talk a lot about politics, which I didn't realize we were going to do, but we did. Um... All right. But anyway, thumbs up. It. I thought there was a lot of nuance and I thought Steph and Cass had really good stuff. I still wish that Babs was more of a part of the book because I wanted a, a three Batgirls team up book. But, you know, it's what we have and I enjoy it. Deceased War of the Ungods, Undead <gasps> Gods, number eight, final issue. Deceased Two is done. sobbing, sad, distraught thumbs ups. <laughs> That's a very strange way to do thumbs up. Damien just sacrifices himself for all of life in the universe. I almost said humanity, but it's all of the life in the universe. <laughs> this so last moment, now? nobody, nobody's Batman. What? You just, no, you have to have he, a Batman. There's no, no Batman. No one's Batman. They're the and universe. The last, they're, the, they're the Batman universe. Said, There's a true Batman universe now. <laughs> he spends his last moments with John just sitting next to him and Alfred and this is so sad. 
Yeah, it's it's two thumbs up for me as well, but I probably would kick Tom Taylor and the Johnson for mm-hmm. killing off Damien. Yeah. I was not happy with that, especially considering the relationship he and Cassie developed. I, yeah. I, if there was ever a way for this universe to continue on page, I would really like to see those two go on. But I feel like giving your life to save everyone is the most Batman thing you could do. And I just feel like that was a good sacrifice. And that was a good ending. And I think, I think there was a point where some, yeah, where, um, Oliver basically said it. Cause remember when Oliver was talking to Damien and, he basically acknowledged that Oliver had some type of premonition because as he, as Oliver was supposedly talking about Bruce, you know, doing, you know, sacrificing himself and dying, being the most Batman thing he could do. He was staring directly at Damien. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Honesty <laughs> compels me to say that I abstain. <laughs> However, the fact that Tom Taylor killed off Stephanie Brown and then promised to resurrect her, at least deal with the possibility of resurrecting her, means that I give this entire project a thumbs down. Go become a zombie, Tom Taylor. <laughs> like I like I mentioned on the server, a book could win 10 Isers, 10 Ringos, and just be a New York Times bestseller. You diss the Stephanie, and it is a total failure <laughs> for Ian Miller. That is not wrong. Um, Harley Quinn number twenty nine. Uh, neutral. It wasn't as disastrous as the last one, but I, uh, I'm not digging it. I abstain because I don't want to make myself read another no, Teeny Howard book. You're not missing out on anything. <laughs> I am kind of sad. I kind of meant to read the backup because it's by Adam Warren and I really like Adam Warren. But no, uh, no, 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 you didn't miss anything on that one either. Nope. Okay. Um, it, was, it was disturbing. It was okay. It was disturbing AF. And I don't use that often. Listen to Steph. Steph is wise. Listen to me. Steph is wise. One should listen to her about most things. Okay, I'll, I've got three words for you, okay? Sexy furries. Blah. What? Was blah the third word? Third Blah is the third word. They were okay. sexy furries okay. in the backup. Okay, so that's I, I don't need that in my life. <laughs> I don't need that in my life. Wait, what story are we talking about again? This is a, the Harley a Quinn backup. backup. Harley Quinn. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't even know what you're talking about since I'm already dead. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, speaking of books that maybe we shouldn't be reading, Tim Drake Robin number eight. Uh, neutral because the art was tolerable and the book wasn't as vomit-inducing as the last story. (laughs) Vomit-inducing. I will. I will probably only read the last issue (laughs) just to see how. It's how we're mercifully put out of our misery. Misery. Uh, What's the last one? Twelve. Ten. 
It doesn't even, it doesn't even ma- we, we, oh, My prediction was 12, and I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm wrong, but I've never been happier. So, until um, This is thumbs down. This issue is terrible. The art was great, but that makes me matter because it means they wasted a great artist on this track. It's full of cliches and stupidity, and yeah. I'm just sitting here being like, why has Tim Drake been eaten by an alien parasite and is walking around in a skin suit? I am so sick of this. <laughs> who, who, who's the artist? Uh, I can't say his name. It's something that sounds Czech, but he did the Azrael miniseries, which I really like. That's two great artists that they've wasted on this book. Ugh! Why they put Tom Derenick on it? Okay. All right. Ending on hopefully a slightly more positive I've read note. three more. Wait, what? I read The Riddler Year One, Ruby DC, oh, how was that? and Silent Tears. Okay. Riddler Year One Ruby. is a neutral because I have no clue what's going on because the art is so avant-garde that I don't understand what's going on. And there wasn't a it lot of talking about but it's it's this one was mostly flashbacks to when Riddler was a kid and how how did, uh, Bruce was viewed in his in his eyes and kind of like how he so never got the leg up stuck on the Batman Forever Riddler origin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then DC Ruby was another neutral. I would recommend this book if you are a younger kid, like tween to early teen and you are just getting into comics i think this is a good this is a good story because it's very generic very uninteresting (laughs) and a good way to get started reading comics but i feel like it would be entertaining to someone without much taste but so i said that it's a neutral for me and then silent tales are we doing silent tales together yep that's our last one. I okay, tried. thumbs down. I thought it would be good. It looked cute. The art is really cute, but like the stories, I didn't follow half of them, and I didn't like them. I I wanted to enjoy this. I saw that it was the textless story, and I was like, "Wow, that'll be so fun!" And it wasn't. It wasn't fun. I didn't enjoy it. Thumbs down. Same same here. I tried to get into it, but it was it. Usually you can go through and read a silent story and get the gist of what the story is. Case in point, as much as I hated Batgirls, Batgirls 14 was a great read in silence. Jamal (laughs) Campbell's silent story in Batman Black and White. No words, yet still a wonderful, graceful story. This, I just know. I have made a terrible mistake. What? I thought Silent Tales was reasonably cute, and I will give it a neutral, but I don't disagree that it is not as fun as I think it should have been. Like the gags, I feel like just missed the mark. And if I got them, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think you guys are wrong. I I was hoping to end on a more positive note because we had a <laughs> ton of. I should have put DC's last because you guys yeah! like that one, and I didn't read it even though I give. I still give it a thumbs down because you killed Steph and you didn't and you ignored her. Failure. But everyone was cured, so I think Steph might have been okay at the end. But we didn't. See, we didn't see that. We don't I, know for sure. You must at least say it. Cannot. It cannot happen in off-panel land. 
All right. So that brings us to the end of Greater Gotham. And now we have a bunch of listener feedback from the Discord. Caspian73 says, I'm way behind, but I agree with Steph's opinion that detective covers hype up the book too much. About Detective 1070, the issue 50 reference feels kind of out of date because Batman and Catwoman are supposed to have reconciled and gotten together during City of Bane, disregarding Tiny's forced separation. So it feels like a character regression reset for Batman. I actually like 1070 more because it actually developed the enticing incident slash history with the Orgums and Raws. And as for the art issues, I think it's just an industry thing. Tom King said in a podcast that he's moving away from 12-issue minis because DC can't find A-list artists who can commit to keeping the monthly schedule. His next books are Penguin and Wonder Woman, which are ongoings, presumably with rotating artists past the first arc. I also agree with Steph that writers work well with Grundy, Killicrock, and Clayface. And I agree that the trio with Ram V's Batman is kind of weak slash incompetent compared to Bat-God interpretations. That wasn't a question. I made that a question. The amount of times he's been knocked out, he was knocked out even last issue, so 1069, and the amount of times it's taken him to investigate the Orgums. And yep, the vigil took up valuable real estate of this issue of a run that has already been decompressed. At least they recapped the reality engine thing in a way that made sense to me. Like, he, Tom King's writing a Penguin book and a Wonder Woman book? Or is he writing a Penguin and a Wonder Woman book? Tom King is writing one Penguin book and one Wonder Woman book. Because yeah, separate books. there was that Penguin Catwoman uh, love story. Yes, but that, that was, was Danny DeVito, not no. Tom King. Okay. Okay. I just want to make sure. Because you never know. You do never know. <laughs> Especially with Tom King. <laughs> yeah, this is a good good comment. And I'm glad uh, he agrees with a lot of stuff. Because yeah. I feel like, I know, we got a comment on the podcast server a while ago. It was a while ago. But that, like, we were negative Nancys and we hate comics. And that is not true. We just don't like bad comics. And that's what we feel like we've been getting. If you listen to every other issue episode where we talk about Batman, we're, like, happy-go-lucky fun times. Because it's great. Anyway, thank you for being on our side, Caspian73. Indeed. Indeed. And Caspian often has very good comments as we're talking about other comics that don't make it on the podcast. So join our Discord and talk to us. We're cool folk. We're cool folk. Well, at least we're fun. (laughs) Delicaso? Ooh, is that like fancy queso? Anyway, Delicaso says, I just finished the most recent comic podcast this morning. I listened to it. Hold on. I listened to like the last five all in a row since I am so behind on some of the books and I have been meaning to read. Really good work as always. Oh, thank you. I also throw my two cents in about detective comics right now because I finally got caught up, but I'm actually liking it. But I think being able to read like six issues all at once really helps not feel too slow. This arc is going to work much better in trade, I believe. However, totally agree that Batman really is slow on the uptake of this book and is not doing so great in terms of being able to hold his own. Which is low-key getting really old, even if I am kind of obsessed with the concept behind the villain, Earworm, and I'm really liking Harvey in this book. I did really like Harvey in the book. That's the one thing I think the book did really well. That was Steph talking. 
That was me. Yes. I agree. I, I I feel like I'm, like I said, I, I'm the one who's enjoying Detective Comics the most. And I, I do feel, I feel bad because I am very salty this episode. Um, I still had a good time reading the book. I wasn't mad except when reading the backup. And I think there are just some pieces that are done spectacularly well that make me really wish that the rest of the book was as focused and coherent together, like all the pieces coming together. But I am very glad that people are enjoying it because I want people to enjoy comics. Yeah. Although I would rather them not enjoy Catwoman. <laughs> I, I so will, that it can get cancelled and someone else can write it. I will only say I shouldn't have to wait till the sixth issue to come out in order to read and enjoy the book. Yeah. You know, yeah. If, if that be if that be the case, and I've said this before, if that be the case, just put it out as a as a graphic novel. Just put it out yeah. as an OGN. But if it, it, it or if you're gonna do it weekly, you know, but to put out something that's slow paced and it's a monthly book that's a chore and yeah. I just I am I don't I don't enjoy it and it's so unfortunate all right well that brings us to the end of our podcast let me thank our patrons uh, those who contribute at a certain level we read your names out loud with a thank you so thank you to Lisa Slack Donovan Morgan Grant Austin Davis Ian Miller Stanton's Grave Johnny McCloskey, Gerald Green, Donald Townsend, Cesar Diaz, Joshua Laffin-Bertoni, Ed Grouse, Jessica Morales, Rob O, Captain America, David Richards, Tim Garassi, Mary Garrett, Robert Lewis, and Stephanie Mouse. Thank you all for helping us keep the servers up and all our archive podcast episodes on the interwebs. Um, that is all. Well, but, well, before we go, I do want to say, if you want to read a great... Bruce Wayne villain story. You should check out episode 79 of Wayne Family Adventures on Webtoons, which is free and legal, legally free. It's where they're released. Um, yes. Bruce has a PTA villain nemesis, and it's fantastic. It is fantastic. And also check out my interview with the background artist for Wayne Family Adventures. It was Ooh, a very yeah, fun yeah. little conversation. And we just released our review for episode 79 through 81. And you should totally check it out. Exactly. Anyway. All I, right. I figured that way we could end on a positive note. <laughs> oh, yeah. I should put Wayne for the Adventures in the Greater Gotham more often. Totally. Totally. Which means, oh, right. which means I need to catch up. I'm so behind. Yeah. You should. It's fun. I'm so behind. They don't take long. All adventures. right. I'm, I'm behind with all, all right. of the webtoons. Why, why are you trying to cut me off? Ian, he's, I'm going he's just trying to go home. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going and cry in the corner. Aww. To be fair, there's a delay. <laughs> so should I should I end now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. <clears throat> Thank you all for listening. That's it for this week. I've been your host, Ian. This is Jeff. And this is highly pissed off, Theo. And hopefully next time we will be able to mollify Theo self. We'll be able to say cheerful self. (laughs) We'll see you next time. Bye. Is it me or has the last few episodes been really down?
Well, I mean, it's also that like this is the month that has or the part of the this is the part of the month that has tech and Catwoman and Harley Quinn and Tim Drake Robin and Tim Drake Robin. Like it's just a bad week. Yeah. Well, I guess the good thing is some of that stuff is coming to an end, so we don't. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, yeah. I have to read that. Here we go. Caspian. Oh, hold on. Let me make it bigger because that's something I struggle with, and it's really far away. Boop 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 boop. That was. Yeah. Uh, oh my goodness. Excuse me.